It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. God bless, God bless. We welcome everyone, the young men, women, and God's worldwide ministry. As tonight, we present the Real Talk Show. We thank everyone for joining us. We're looking to have a glorious and magnificent time in the Lord tonight. As our guest will be uh, Sister Willa Dean. We thank God for the woman of God. Um, we are sorry that uh, we had posted up that we were going to talk uh, about uh, leadership, leaders that are living a lie, but uh, we had to change that because the uh, minister that did it could not make it on tonight. So we just thank all y'all for being here at tonight. We're going to sit talk to uh, Lady Willardine about what she does in the body of Christ. So we hope that y'all still join us and stay with us as we hear some of the poems and some of the things that are done because the Bible says that we should, should be led by psalms and by songs and by inspirational words of God. So uh, we're going to sit with the woman of God and have a conversation about that. Amen. Is uh, Lady Bulletin here? Yes, how's everyone this evening? God bless. Bless. Amen, amen. We're going to go on and open up as we always open up on time. Father God, we thank you for touching us early this morning, able us to go on in the name of Jesus one more day. Father God, we thank you for touching our family members, touching all those that are loved ones, that they were able to wake up on their own this morning, Father God. Father God, we thank you for just touching our children and our grandchildren on this wonderful day in you, that they were able to be partakers of the glory of who you are and the things that you have created, <coughs> excuse me, that are all around us. Father God, we just ask you come and be with us this evening as we go into some of the things that you have inspired the woman of God to do that has edified and lifted up those in the body of Christ that have come in contact with her, Father God, that we may be able to be blessed this evening in the same way that she has blessed others on her journey and down her pilgrim road that she walked with all of the heart. And we thank you for her. And thank you for the things that you have done and you shall do and you will do in her, Father God. Yes. Father God, we ask that you just open up our hearts and our minds and our spirits on this glorious day that we be able to receive that which 
will bring us into a more intimate relationship with you, Father God. Make us understand you even more than we have have ever understood you to be in our lives ever before. And we thank you for letting us have this opportunity to be able to hear from you and the woman of God. Thank you. We praise you and we exalt you. Father God, we ask that you put pour out an anointing on this line that whatever the adversary may try to bring against this line in any form, fashion, or way, that you will be Father God, and that whatever assignment that he has lifted up, that we cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Yes, Lord. We just thank you, Father God, that there's nothing that he can do when your people are on one accord and in one mind, that truly the power that you have poured out to us shall render us to overtake him in whatever he does. Father God, we just ask you to lift up this moment that we have with you this evening on the Real Talk Show. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, 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 hallelujah. Amen. So you got your praise on this morning or any time today. Let's just give him a hallelujah because he is worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. I am not going to never let a rock cry out for me. Hallelujah. I'm Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And the thing why I'm pushing us to a praise, because God says that he inhabits the praises of his people. And I know I need something to be done. I need to hear something to restore yes. Yes, So I want to praise him that he will Thank you, Lord. Because he inhabits what I spoke. Thank you, God. Yes, yes. Thank you, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah be to your name. All glory, all in power and praise. Hallelujah. Be to your name, Father. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I just heard, I just could hear my grandmother. Singing that old song, I need thee, O Lord. Yes, God. And I know tonight some of us need him. We're just going to be looking forward to what the woman of God has to share with us tonight. Amen. 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 We're going to go on and move right along. I'm going to, ah, ah. I'm going to go on and give the announcement. Whew, thank you. Every, thank every, you Saturday, every Saturday night we're on this line. Uh, next Saturday it will be Lady Saturday at the Roundtable with our host, Evangelist Easter Williams. We ask you ladies to come out. I don't know what she's going to have, but we know that whenever she picks a subject, there's something that will 
open up our minds to see something that we have not paid attention to. So we just ask you to come out and join her next Saturday at 7 o'clock on this same number. Tomorrow we will be at 4 o'clock on our Sunday service, and we just ask you all to come on and join us. Uh, our speaker tomorrow will be Evangelist uh, Easter Williams. So we ask you all to come join her at 4 o'clock, and that telephone number is um, 712-775-7031. Again, 712-775-7031, and the access code is 954-773. One seven two. We ask y'all to join her and uh and our Sunday service at four o'clock. Uh, on Monday night we have Bible study at seven o'clock on this same telephone number. If you called in tonight, please join us. We are going into the Book of Romans, and I know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's Memorial Day," but you know what, I I'm one of them people that I don't care what pagan holiday it is or what man-made holiday it is, there's nothing that can stir me from trying to be with God Yes, yes, yes. in the evening. Because you know what? It don't matter what holiday it is, I still need to pay homage to God and his word. And I, I'm just one of them that, that if I have a, if there's a Bible study that, that has been put in the holiday form on it, we're still going to have that Bible study. Because the word, the word is more powerful than any holiday. God yes, you know one thing, that when everything else passes away, his word is going to still be standing. And I know I want his word to be standing in me, that when everything else is gone, that I'll be standing, because I got the word of God so blended and planted inside of me. So we just ask you all if y'all able and y'all can get away from the little celebration at 7 o'clock. Please come and join us as we'll be going into Romans, the 12th chapter. And I'm telling you, God has really put something on my spirit and going over that. that he is going to, he's going to do a, a glorious thing tomorrow night, I mean, Sunday, Monday night at 7 o'clock. And you ask all to join us on this number. And with that, we will be giving uh, the rest of the uh, call also at 6 o'clock. I'm sorry, I'll skip that. At 6 o'clock Monday is prayer service on um, on uh, the Easter Williams line, and we ask you all to join her for prayer. And I, I tell you, during holiday times, we need to be able to pray because we got family members that be traveling, we be traveling, and we need to be yeah. covered. Because you know what? All them pagan people out there drinking, getting drunk, doing drugs and anything else, and anyone can run. If you're not covered, they can run right into your car or you can get into something that you don't need to get in just because, just because you're out in the midst of the world. But if we lift you up in prayer. We know that God will cover you. So we ask you to join her at 6 
box on Monday here. And with that, we will give out the rest of the announcements for the rest of the week on Monday evening. We just we thank everyone. We just ask you to take heed to what you heard and uh, moving them accordingly to our, to as you are able to. Amen. Well, I'm 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 ready to, to jump into uh, our topic and our subject tonight, and and talking with our guest, Lady uh, Willardine. And uh, I would ask you first, uh, Lady Willardine, just to introduce yourself to everybody and tell each other, and tell them a little bit about yourself. Praise the Lord. My name is Willardine Lewis. I live in Andrews, South Carolina, and um, the Lord turned my life around about three years ago, and since then, I've been chasing him, wide open every chance I get, and um, the Lord laid it upon me to start writing, so I do a little short stories, and I do my poems, praise God, well, his words, because he laid them in my heart, and I put them down on paper. And I want to start off this evening, praise God, first of all, I hope everyone is good. Amen. And um, I have this one. We are supposed to be discussing this evening about God and how he fascinates us. But I want to start off with a little encouragement. This is entitled Encouragement. In Ecclesiastes 7.1 says, a good name is better than precious ointment. A little on down in the chapter, it says, it states that and the end is always better than the beginning. So let's start at the beginning of the chapter with a good name, and that name is Jesus. There's no other name I know like that name, Jesus. So let's all say it, Jesus. Jesus. Let's say it again, Jesus. Jesus. Now, now open your heart and let them in. Once you let Jesus in, he becomes fascinating. Let's say it again. Jesus. Jesus. It's the greatest thrill you can ever imagine. To hold your whole body and mind and soul gets excited in having to know you're dealing with Jesus. Now let's say it again. Jesus. Jesus. He's in your heart now. So wherever you go, he's always with you. If you ever get a point in your life and you're not sure, just call Jesus and he'll make himself present and known to you. Now let's show him, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As good as his name is, don't you feel better now than you did at the beginning? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. All right, well let me let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, uh, and we're we're gonna we're gonna be our questions. We're gonna anyone on the line that wants to be able to ask uh, our guests any questions can. As you as open the door, talk about an excitement. Where did where did you find it? And, and where did I what? Where did you find excitement? And we ask my phone on mute. From the presence of His Holy Spirit, that's where the excitement comes in to, in me at. Just no, to no, know, what just I'm to trying, be. What I'm trying to 
Wait, wait a minute. What I'm trying to ask you, what, was, what excited you that drew you to Jesus from out of the world? I, I just got fed up with the world, and I felt like it was something just missing with my life. I was like, I was like just tired of the life that I was living. I was sick of it. I was disgusted with it. I was just tired of it. It was basically always going, running in the street. And I was tired of that, and I wanted more. You know, I felt it was a time for me to change my life because I turned my life over to God at an early age. I was like about 21 or 22, and then I went back into the world. And each time I thought about coming back to Christ, I got scared of backsliding again. So it kept me out into the world. And then I learned a lesson out there. And I was just tired of it. And I wanted to come back into Jesus. Amen. 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 So now, when you got, okay, you came into Jesus, you know what I'm saying, what what brought you into starting to be excited about him? It's like I just started learning more about him, and the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. Amen. And it's just like he overwhelmed me with his presence. I could feel him. I can feel him teaching me things, you know, and it totally excited me, and it made me want to learn more. Amen, amen, and and and, and that's the thing that, that – embraces all of us. When we first come, you know what I'm saying, we start to look for what is going to, what, what, what draws us into him and then what excites us about walking with him. And and, yeah. and one, one of the things that I, I, I like to ask and just any anyone can share after, uh, because we want, we want everybody to participate along with our guests. But, but but what were the elements that, that brought you into the, to that excitement? Wanting him in my life because I felt that he could make things better for me, and I wanted some peace. I had no peace with myself. I had so little peace that for me to just sit in my house and relax and watch TV, I couldn't do it. It was like I had to go. I had to go, go, go. And I had no peace with myself. And Jesus showed me that peace. Amen. Amen. Anyone else want to share? Well, I tell you, like, yeah, I, I tell you like this here. For me, when I came, it was just the thrill to start seeing the things that He started changing in my life. Yes. And more excited about running with Him. You know what I'm saying? Um, one thing about when you first come, you come and you're a baby and you're blind to everything that is that it is. But when he started opening up my eyes and stuff, and and a lot of us, just a word that I'm gonna use that a lot of us had that that we lose. Sometimes we lose it, but we had such a zeal for God when we first came. Yes. We wanted we as we got that word, got excited. We were running out, telling everybody about the goodness of Jesus. We were running and and, and 
want we wanted oh, yeah. everybody to be saved. Wanted everybody to know, wanted everybody to feel what we feel. Amen. Oh yes, Lord. Amen. 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 But but the thing is, what happens to us along the road, uh, Lady Willardine, that sometimes some of us lose that thrill and that excitement after we get settled in with the season people of God. What 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 happens with us? You get sidetracked by things of the world. You get sidetracked by that, and then the devil plays a big part in it because he's going to entice you. He's going to fill your head with all kind of stuff to get you off of God. He wants to break your concentration. He wants to give you negative thoughts. He wants to do everything he can to break your will and, and have it take your focus off God. And, and it happens with a lot of people. That's what happened to me the first time. Amen, amen. Anyone else would like to share what happened to them? Or would like to share um, one? But when you got saved? Yeah, when you got saved. Okay. Um, I'm Mary McKenzie, and I'm out of uh, Miami, Florida. Amen. And, and when I... um. Gave my life to the Lord. The Lord, um, first I was, I think I was uh, going to be, I was going to a concert, uh, Sly in the Family Stones. I wasn't saved. I wasn't saved. I was going to a concert. And I had a a cousin that came down from Gainesville, Florida that was saved. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came to the house where we were. And of course, you know he was talking about Jesus, and we was getting ready to go to the concert. I went, you know, I I knew about Jesus, but I was going to the concert. <laughs> and so, um, as I got ready, no matter where I went in the house, I could hear this tape playing that he had bought and put on. And no matter where I went, it's like it was so loud I could hear what the man was preaching or whoever it was preaching. And uh, to make a long story short. Uh, he he wound up leading me to the Lord that night. I didn't go see Sly and the Family Stones. I I got yeah. saved that night. That Amen night. <laughs> so oh, yeah. um, and um, ever since that night, I have been living for the Lord, and that was many 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 years ago. And just like he stated, uh, you know, you get you're excited. You want everybody to know about this the Lord that you have and uh, you just have a zeal that nobody can shut down. It's yeah. just a zeal that you have about yeah. the Lord and how, you know, he has changed your life. Amen. And um, even um, after, after you know, learning to get, go somewhere and, uh, and begin to learn about God, I was in a Methodist church at the time. God bless the Methodists. And, um, as I began to grow in Christ, I would ask questions because I should see the pastor smoking outside, you know, on the on the on the ground, and I was like, "How can you be saved and smoke and preach to me?" This uh-huh. is what I was thinking. So uh-huh. um, one day I, I asked him. Uh-huh. I said, "I said Jesus don't Jesus don't want us to smoke," um, <laughs> and and I said, "I respect you. I just don't understand, you know." You you preaching on Sundays, but you in the parking lot smoking. 
Mm. And I was young, you know, so I just was okay. telling him how, what I thought. And he okay. said, well, I'm asking God to help me uh, quit. I said, well, I'm going to show be praying for you. And as time went on, that man left the church. He didn't stay there. I don't know, you know, what happened where he left. But eventually, as I began to grow, I used to go visit other churches. And it was uh, a Pentecostal church that I visited and um, a non-denominational church that I visited. And the people at the Pentecostal church would tell me, because I had on makeup, God didn't want me to make, you know, to wear makeup. Mm. And um, and uh, I used to just look at them like they was crazy because I didn't understand, and I'm just coming into Christ. And I was like, wow, God made the flowers different colors. I don't think he got a problem with us wearing makeup, but that was how they were taught in their traditions. And, you know, I said, well, I bet you I don't want more people to Jesus than you mm-hmm. with my makeup. Mm-hmm. And this is how, you know, I mean, they this is how I would share with them. And as I began to grow, I went to the non-denominational church, and I stayed there because they would, you know, throw, what you call them, the handkerchiefs over your knee. If you came up and your dress was, like, to the knee part, they would put the little towels over your over your leg. And I was like, okay, if a pastor got a problem seeing my knee, they need to get out the pulpit. These are just the thoughts that would come to my mind as a young girl, you know. And, um... And and I I was like, what is going on in these churches? But as I began to grow and sit and learn the word of God and uh, what God thought about certain things and rightly dividing the word of God, uh, I grew. I began to um, grow up in the Lord. And he has tremendously brought me through cancer. He healed me of cancer, just some of the things um, along along the um this this walk with him um he also uh, i had to go i had brain surgery so I'm a miracle he brought Amen. me through that and and I said now I'm one and nine that affliction will never rise a second time in my life and Amen. um I've always been a soul winner god he just has an anointing on me to win people to the lord and it's his wisdom he puts them before me and I'm sensitive to know when he wants me to talk to the lord talk to them about the Lord, and um, I just have always had a a heart for an anointing that would get people saved, still to this day. Amen, amen. 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 You said some exciting things, um, Lady Willardine, and, 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 and us hearing her, and one thing she let us know, and, I, and I'm going to bring that question to you in a minute, how can people in the body of Christ damage our eagerness and, and 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 excitement about running after Jesus like we did at the beginning? I just heard her say some things that 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 really comes into play in a lot of our lives that 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 put a hamper on our excitement about running after Jesus once we met some of the people in the church. And and, and, and and just to give you an example of what she said, when she went there and they told her about makeup, and when they did certain things, it takes you from that exciting thing about running that now you want to try to understand. 
You hear what I'm saying? You want to try to understand. Yes. And, and, and that, 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 that slows us down out of where we were so excited because we're excited and we're running into so much stuff that we thought was right, but we're finding out that it ain't right. Like she saw the man smoking a cigarette. The man told her what he, what, what he was dealing with. There's some things that we're not delivered from and we're still asking God to deliver us from. Amen. We still operate in the gift that God gave us. Yes. And, and if you don't understand that, because I used to go to a, a Methodist Amy Zion Church, and, and all of them, they used to go down to Deacons, used to go down through the woods to the bootlegger, get them a shot, get them a drink, come back up. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. uh, we have a second service. They they out on the, on the church ground smoking their cigarettes and all like this. Uh-huh. And from, uh-huh. from my grandmother's church, from a Baptist church, with Mhm. Mhm. Oh yes. Is he there? About running after Jesus, I had to get okay. excited about getting to know Jesus, His Word, and what He word, what His Word said about what I saw. Amen. So, could you can you can you just talk to us a little bit about that, uh, Lady Willardine? Because I know you have ran into some things in your life. Yes, I've ran into a lot of things in my life. And now um, accepting Christ and walking with him, it's a lot of distractions out there. But this what really comes into it that keeps you into it and makes you want to go on is the word. Because once you get into God's word, it's always something in there that's going to hold you in Christ. It, and see, that's, a, that's another thing that's fascinating about the spirit. The Spirit knows what's going on inside of us. He knows what it takes to pull us and keep us going. I mean, I could open up my Bible, and and I don't know exactly what to read, but the Lord would always fix it. So I would go to one of the books and a chapter in the book, and it was always something right there that I needed. Amen. And then it would keep me going. And then um, my kids introduced me to Facebook. Outside of that prayer service, prayer service to me, it kept me going more in the spirit. Sometimes I looked at more for more for prayer service than I did for the actual Sunday service because mm-hmm. it got me more connected with the spirit. And where I would have my rough weeks and things that would make me want to go back out into the world, when I got there and with God, it would pull me to go a little further. Amen. And like I said, then my... um. Daughter, last year for my birthday, she set me up a Facebook page, and I started going through it when I learned how to work stuff, and I started seeing this religious person, that one, and ones who, um, they page, I can go on and see stuff, and I started sending out friends requests like this, and wow. God, and that was a, a blessing, because that kept me more with the word every day. It was times when I couldn't sleep. I would just click on Facebook, and there's always something there to read. So, see, basically, it's getting me to the Word. The Word keeps you going. And I thank God for the Word. Amen. 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 And uh, anyone else would like to say anything? Um, I can share that um, what, uh, what she said is true, the Word of God and having a prayer life. 
and worshiping um, the Lord, and you will have opposition from your church people. Why? Because there's different levels in the church building. Amen. And depending on and depending on uh, how much that person gets into their word, spend time in prayer, spend time with God in worship, mm-hmm. it helps mature you. You have to be a doer of the word. And as yeah. you get that relationship developed with the Lord, uh, you grow and you be you 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 just get mature in God. Yeah. And you will have things where, because um, where I wear makeup, and you know, some people still think makeup is a Jezebel thing because they have not really studied Amen. the word. And um, if they did, they'll see that it had nothing to do with makeup. It was her heart. But Amen. as I, um, I learned that walking in love sheds that just it locks up the devil's tactics. The word of God locks it up, but when yeah. you when you when the enemy tries to bring up strife, even in your family, mm-hmm. and you take the higher road, the way the Bible tells us, the way God has instructed us, in yeah. the natural it may look like you losing, but you're really winning. Amen. And I learned that I learned that when you can um when you can worship God in the midst of things that's going on, it really does lock that devil tactics down because he has to use people like me and you to um, to do his tactics work. He don't, You know, he's going to and fro. And because a person, depending on their knowledge and their wisdom that they've gained in this walk, um, it, it, it makes the difference in your excitement. I'm still excited about Jesus. Amen. I, I, I've been, I believe since 81, I've been saved, 1981. I have been through many storms of attacks from the enemy and attacks from even people with titles. Amen. Hello, people that got titles and say the apostles and, um, you know, I, I don't be shocked anymore. I just look at the spirit Amen. and I'm like, wow. And they be at the time, yeah, the Lord, they be quoting the word and all of that. And I'd be like, Lord, I said, they don't know how we supposed to have the mind of Christ. And yeah. we're supposed to think like God thinks until somebody shows you different. And still yeah. you pray for them. You don't have to hang out with them. But you still pray for them and show them the love of God. So I've learned on my journey, love never fails. Yeah. And and uh, when you, I, you know, I just recently... Uh, and it'd be the enemy because God is getting ready to bless in your mm-hmm. life. And sometimes because people, you thank people in their word, you know, you think that they have a prayer life because they teach it every Sunday. They teach it in the Bible study, even in the intercessory prayer group. They're teaching mm-hmm. you how to spend time with God. But your pastors can't come to your house and see what you're doing. So oh, when yeah. when tests and trials come up, what's in you it's going to surface. So mm-hmm. I've learned, you know, um, I'm like, wow, for some of the things that have that have um, come at me through leaders, I'm talking about people with titles, I just look and I shed it down with love. I see that wasn't up with the devil mm-hmm. talking to your mind. Yeah. 
Because he do. That's where he play it in the mind. And uh, I, I respect people in their positions. Sometimes I don't understand, except I know it's the enemy. And once I keep my focus saying that it's a, it's a spirit and don't put it on the person, it's a spirit that operates sometimes. Sometimes it's jealousy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, sometimes it's um, greed or money. Oh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of things that I could think about. But I have always learned to take the high road and mm-hmm. lock it down. Misery don't come to my house because I don't entertain it. And what I do is I just I shut the door on it and I, and I speak the word. I've always walked in love. Even when I was right, I would apologize. Amen. I would take the higher road and say, well, you know, if I offended you in any way. And no, I wasn't wrong. No, Amen. they was wrong. I said, but I would always take that high road. And God Amen. has shown that's what's got me where I am today because love never fails. And I'm so excited of what God is doing in my life. And, and uh, the devil has tried to turn that excitement down through the tests and uh, the attacks that uh, yeah. came against me. But I trusted in God. And I watched, I did what the words say do, and I watched God turn everything around for my good Amen. to this day. Amen. Amen. And, and, and we thank you, woman of God. You, you dropped in some, some things, some things uh, and I know you heard it too, Lady Willardine, you dropped some things in there that we really need to pay attention to because he came out, Oh, the first chapter in the fifth verse down around the ninth verse where it talks about immortality. And Paul tells the church of Corinthians as a whole that they must not keep company with sexually immortal people. And he said, I'm not talking about the people of the world, but I'm That's talking right. about in the church. And when I heard her say that, you know, she had to know she she was she heard him and all that, but she didn't have to hang with him. Amen. And 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 because you know what, one thing about it that a lot of times that we hang with people, some some same people will kill your video. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. They'll kill. That's you. right. They'll kill that. You have to come out because you're in such an excited place and running behind Jesus that they'll come in with some crazy stuff. And if you take here or ear to it, you'll become a part of it. All the time, when I go to church, people always say, "Why you, why you come and, and you out the door and in your car and you gone?" I said, "Because I don't have time. I don't have time to let the busybody try to fill me up to want to know what somebody else is doing." Amen, man. Because if I let y'all do that, then I'm gonna become a busybody myself. Yes. So, you know, we I thank the woman of God for that. That 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 was something real powerful about the separation. And this is the other part, and I'm going to go back to my guest, but the other part that I hope all y'all heard, and as this is uh, my guest said, we got to stay in the Word of God. Because, Amen. Because there's a lot of stuff that we hear that leaders do and other people talk to us, and it don't line up with the word. And they don't right. find the word, we don't need to tolerate. Amen. You know, we don't need Amen. to tolerate it at all. You know, I, I, I was listening to a guy riding down today, and 
he was talking about uh, um, he was talking about Jacob and how how the uh, the second son gets the inheritance, and I'm like, who taught this man how to preach? What is this, what is this man preaching? But he was going on, he was preaching, but what he was preaching wasn't lining up what was taught, what is being taught in the Word of God. So wow. I, I I I just agree with both women and my guests. That the Word of God is it's got to be your foundation. Amen. Amen. It's got to be your foundation. Yes, sir. I, to my guest, uh, 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 Lady Willardine, how do we deal with the elements of the people in the church to not let us go astray? Lady Willardine? Can I? Might have got knocked off. Something, yeah. She'll probably get back on. I'm here. I'm there here. My phone was on mute, and I was trying to get it straight. And, you know, the devil just knocked it on out. Praise <laughs> the <laughs> Praise the um, well, well, I want to ask you In your life, as you have been in the body of Christ, how did you deal with the elements of the people that came in and tried to pollute your zeal to follow Jesus the way you were going? Because people look at your excitement, and and they don't have it no more, so they try to damage yours so yours would be like this. Mm. You know, I have to give God all the credit for that. Amen. Because I would pray about it, and, you know, I'm the type, I don't want to say anything. I'm not going to say anything to hurt a person's feelings, and mm-hmm. I really don't want to get into a debate where God is concerned. Amen. So I just prayed about it, and God stepped in, and God fixed it. So I have to give him all the credit for that is concerned with working with people in the church, working with people who tries to tear me down, and then I have to, like, step myself to the side. And when I saw a lot of that didn't work, like, because the job of what I have, I have to, I had to pray about it with going through it from another angle. So what I do now is I give him the word. And I'll tell them this and I'll tell them that. I'll start singing the spiritual. I'm going to say, you know what? You need to come join me with this and that. And 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 it's not a, it'll twist thing up, things around with the people who care and the ones who don't care. It'll get them away from you. So I use this God, and I have to give God all the credit for that. Amen. Amen. Anyone else would like to share with our our just shared with us with our, our guests this year about how do they deal with that when when other people try to damage or hinder your zeal to do something. You you and, and, and let me tell you something. You ever have somebody and you tell them, Well the Lord told me to do this and then they hmm. turn around and say, God ain't told you. I, I, my spirit don't lead me to God told you. Hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, some of y'all had this this evening that had somebody that you was excited about getting ready to do something, and, that's, and somebody came and tried to put a dent, a, a, a wedge in your excitement, and you <laughs> don't believe the Lord told you to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I've had that happen with me. You know, the Lord told me to tell you such and such, and yeah. I'm just, well, if the Lord told you that, then the Lord told you that for a reason, which I knew in my heart this was not said, because it didn't relate to me, period, and they were way off course. 
So a lot of times I feel people just confused with stuff that's locked in their mind, with Mm -hmm. saying God have them come and say it to you. Mm -hmm. Well, what would you say to some of the young and and new converts on the line about how how should they deal with that? Because, you know, they haven't run into the things that a lot of us mature Christians have run into. And as we're talking, I want to be able to let them be able to hear from the the uh, solutions from the situations that they may be confronted with and how to deal with it. How would you, how would you tell a young person to deal with that? I would tell a young person that this is your time that you have to stand out. You would have to make a stand right about now because there's always going to be someone to knock your spirit and want you to stay down at the bottom with them and not receive what God has for you. You're going to have to step out, stand firm, and let these people know you're going to have to stand up for God, really, because you you want to do for God, you want God in your life, don't let nobody hinder or stop you, because in the end, it's you who's going to have to stand before God. So these other people, you can tell them to come on, let's go with me, or you can stay back there because I'm going on. Amen. You have to get up the nerve. You have to be strong. You're going to have to pray and ask God to give you strength to build your nerves, to conquer this thing, to conquer this hinder that the, that the devil is trying to put on you. And anyone else would like to add on to that? I, um, I, would, like, I would like to share that for the young people, you have to have balance. And depending on where they are in their walk, because you 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 have to teach them to respect authority, number one, in the house of God, because there is an order. Amen. And and um, depending on the maturity of the young person, because a lot of them, some went and some wasn't sent. So you have a counterfeit out there as well as the real. Amen. And and uh, you have to make sure you're balanced in um and teaching, and uh, when I can remember when God began to use me in the prophetic, and um, I knew he was using me in that office, but it wasn't being acknowledged by my leaders. And uh, sometimes leaders have insecurities. If if, If a person isn't whole in their own self and love their own self, then you'll see those type of things try to come against you you know, the, the spirit of the enemy, and some of it ain't the enemy, some of it is them because they need to be delivered in their own self because, like, a lot of people are out there, but they, they got to be real. See, that's what God is looking for, real people. So young people, God may tell them something, but it depends on uh, their maturity in Christ because a lot of them get out there and run out there uh, without uh, their blessing of their leaders, and they get out there, and then they get shipwrecked. So you have to really counsel with them and see where they are, um, and then, uh, you know, help them go on and fulfill the vision. But it is a enemy that will use certain people to put a halt to your vision. Um, and I can remember uh, this lady told me I wasn't the queen of her church. <laughs> and I never tried to be the, tr- the the queen of her church, and I couldn't believe that came. I said, what dark corner did that come out of Jesus? This is what I was thinking to myself, because I've already always respected authority. My parents raised us to respect authority. Amen. And um, and um, I just couldn't believe that that person said that to me. 
And then I turned around and looked at her, and I said, well, I'm not trying to be the queen of your church, but I'm the queen wherever I go. And then I said, let me shut up. I said, let me hush my mouth before I say, you know, the wrong things, because she was a leader. So I just kept my, you know, my tongue, and I went on. And um, even with addressing it, because we had our board meeting that I sat on the board, I addressed it, and they denied it. Hmm. And I addressed it, and they denied saying it. Other people heard them say it, but they still denied it. And God spoke to me and said, Marion, cover her. Mm. Cover her. I saw Amen. it, but cover her. So Amen. I just let her go on and letting people think she didn't say it because I, I know God saw it and people heard it. So I don't have to prove nothing. I prayed for her, and hopefully one day she'll, you know, she she'll she'll get it together for herself. But far as me, I still uh, addressed the issue. And when I saw she wasn't going back down, and she just lied, and she was a titled a titled person. Uh, I just let her, like, cover her sin because God told me to cover it. But it didn't stop me. I Amen. kept on going on, doing what God say. But um, sometimes leaders have uh, low self-esteem. They shouldn't, but they do. They have low self-esteem. Uh, they don't love themselves. Some of them in these pulpits. I don't know. You know, it, it, it all goes back to the history of how they came. Because some people, like I said, they don't respect authority. They just get mad with their pastors or their leaders or whatever. They go start their own church. So it's mm-hmm. a whole lot. It's a whole mm-hmm. lot. Uh, when it comes to young people, you have to make sure they're real right yeah. in, in, in a church. And um, they got to go through some things because people think you just get up and preach. Huh. It is a price to pay. Yeah, to stand before me, but not that you want to pay, because I thought I would never have to go through some of the things I went through. I, you know, mm. but it is a price to pay to stand and and uh and be over people and be able Amen. to still love people that you know uh for whatever reason some people even hurt and their issues flow out from the pulpit, which mm. it shouldn't be. But all that go on. So with young people, you have to first of all teach them, mm-hmm. and then once you teach them. And they grow up, and you know that they're at that point, and somebody trying to hold them back. Then they can go to their leaders and tell them how they feel. Amen. And if their leaders still don't act right with them, then you take a witness. And if mm-hmm. they still, then you got you could do your little letter and say, you know, well, I believe it's time my season is up here, and it's time for me to uh, walk into another season. It is a decent way to do everything because wherever you leave from. If you don't leave it right, God yeah. showed me that you have to leave places in the correct way. I don't care if they don't want you to go. You still have okay. to leave it. He's a decent and order God. Yeah. And then you got a lot of young people out there that get out there and they get in all kind of messes because they haven't been trained, you know, properly. So it's a balance in everything that we do. Amen. Hey, man, there, there was so much that you, that you shared that we're going to go back and I'm going to put before my guest, uh, and we're going to ask you to come back and follow up and, 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 and explain it the way you said it to us, too. Um, one thing that i like to add on to that is for anybody on this line, anybody tell you to change or what God didn't tell you to do, don't never let nobody take you out of what God told you to do. Amen. Amen. There's a scripture mm-hmm. in the Bible, and and you can go over in the in the book of First Kings, and you'll read about the lion prophet, 
in the past. Y'all week, right now. Told one prophet, he said, don't eat, drink, or, or go to nobody's house and don't go the same way you came. But he hmm. let a prophet come and say, I'm just like you. And an angel okay. told me that you could come to my house. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if somebody told you that God said that that ain't what he told you, he told you this, don't you do what they said. You take it back to God and you let God give you confirmation. That Amen. 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 To share that with, with some of you younger people on the line that don't let nobody ever tell you what you know that God told you, you take it back to God and get further confirmation. Amen. Amen. Because when you read that scripture, the other prophet went to his house and ate. He got up. The Lord touched the lion prophet and told him that he will not even rest in his own father's uh, uh, tomb. Mm. And he lost his life. They saddled up a donkey, and he got halfway down the road, and a lion jumped out the woods and killed him. Mm. That's mm-hmm. That symbol is, is one thing that if you let people change what God tells you, God will God will just Mm-mm-mm. he will cut off his he will cut off his relationship to you. Mm. Sometimes sometimes the lion that he showed that killed the man and the man wouldn't go in his tomb, but God showed it to me, sometimes you'll kill your spirit and your relationship with God. Mm. Amen. Amen. And I just want to share that with some young people because God has a whole lot of words to give you a reprobating mind and all this other stuff. You don't mm-hmm. want to be in part because of what somebody else told you. Amen. That God was not true. So always take it back to God. I'm going to go back to my, my And there was something that, that was said, and we're going to touch on three things that were said, uh, um, Lady Willardine. And one day thing, Lady Willardine, tell us about balance. Because I heard a lady say that we got to have balance. Can you tell me about the balance in your life and your walk with God, and what are the things that balance out your life? What balances out my life is getting up in the morning time and praying with God before I leave home Mm. and stopping doing my day and praying with God. Um, God taught me to really get more peace and balance out myself where I can be more calmer and hear him and feel him. Sometimes Mm -hmm. as I'm driving to and from work, I'll just constantly repeat, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, I thank you. And it it gives me a more sense of well-being, and it makes me feel more connected to him, and it levels me off spiritually. And Mm -hmm. leveling myself off, then it gives my, my life more balance because I start looking at things and thinking about things on God's level which is a more calmer level, instead of always getting excited, worrying about this, worrying about that, quick to lash out at a person, it gives me more balance and it allows me to grow more by staying in contact with him. That's in the morning time, during the day, when I'm by myself, I learn to just give him the praise. And, and sometimes the more I say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. I can feel the spirit just rising. And, and as, as the spirit rise and you just humble and meditate, God changes you from on the inside. And it mm-hmm. gives you growth. And it balances the life out. Amen. 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 
And the sister that said the word balance, can you can you just follow up with her on on on, on what did you mean when you said balance? Okay, far as balance, the name of my ministry is balancing the word. And a lot of times you have Christians that are so busy doing church things. You know, they're so busy with the choirs. They're so busy, you know, over the youth. They're just busy, 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 but they don't have a relationship with God. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of people be so busy because of programs and things that they're doing in the church but they don't have a, you know, a relationship. It takes balanced time to be with God. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not running so much. People people kill you in the name of Jesus, okay? Amen. They will run you if mm-hmm. you let them. They will run you, run you, run you, run you, run you. So you have to have a balance. And God will put you in a place of peace when nothing moves you. Mm-hmm. I don't know what come up. He will have you in such a place of peace that you have to pinch yourself and say, Jesus, is this is this me? Because when you have balance in your life, you're spending time with him. Just like she said in the morning when I wake up, I wake up, I say, Oh, I thank you that I'm but I'm your beloved. That's the first thing come out of when I when I wake up. Just Jesus on my mind. And um Praying your day of getting in your word, you know, speaking the word, because the word is life. It's really rivers of living water. So mm-hmm. you have to balance your time even when you got a family. Mm-hmm. You got to spend time with your children, with your wife as well, as well as the church and the church people. It takes balance, and when it's out of balance, it causes a lot of confusion. And that's what I see with a lot of Christian people and uh, they want to run, want to run over here. Somebody coming in town, they want to run over mm-hmm. here. Uh, you have to have balance and know if God is telling you to go somewhere. Right. Uh, right. Uh, you, you have to have balance even in your money. Amen. People give, 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 give to the church. I just did a conference on it, but they ain't putting no money aside for their own self. And then well, when a storm well. come, when a storm come, the church ain't coming to pay your mortgage. Uh-huh. The church is not coming to pay your car payment. You bless if they if they pay your light bill for one month, uh-huh. but you have to have balance in everything in your life. And God just you know showed me so much of stuff where the Christians uh, he said we should be better alone, farther alone first of all in our health, in our finance, and we should own a lot of land. Christians supposed to be be owning up a lot of stuff, but because they're so out of balance, they're not really hearing from. God, you know, a lot of people are running so that they they that they think they hear they sincere, but they sincerely wrong. They're uh, just not balanced. They're just not balanced. And God wants us to have a connection with Him, yes. where we can hear from Him when He speaks to us and tell us to do things and be balanced. And don't get me wrong, I love the Lord. I love going to my intercessory prayer at church. I'm very submitted to the leadership that I'm abundant with my apostle and pastor. I'm there to help build their vision, but I also got a vision. Amen. Now, they don't. They don't. They don't have a problem with my vision. They support it. Amen. Because uh, mm-hmm. God called me to do what I'm doing, and I have pastors, so I know what it is to pastor. But okay. you have to make sure that you are hearing from God. Sometimes people push people out there, uh, the other folk. Like just say if Amen. you got a church building and you, somebody is under your leadership, then you got these 
spirit side there in people that will begin mm-hmm. whispering in their ears. Uh-huh. Which I, you know, God ain't called, you know, called you there. You know, just all kind of foolishness. Uh-huh. And depending on their, their relationship with God, they get pulled out of the church and be totally uh-huh. out of order and uh-huh. be wondering why things not going the way they think they should go. So you have to have balance in hearing God. And you can't get it by being busy, busy doing this for people, busy running here to preach, busy, 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 never mm-hmm. taking time out to have right. time to hear from God for yourself, for your home. Amen. 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 Any, anyone else want to say something before I say something? Anyone Amen. Else? And I bless God for the woman of God just now because she had brought a, a, the thing that she said just now is so true because I had allowed the church to take so much of my time that I was neglecting my, my home. And, you know, time away from my family. And my thing was, you know, you got to be real careful because the leader was studying, stealing me at that point. You know, you know, you got to do things to please God first. You got to please God first. But I bless God for God understanding and knowing that I also, yes, I have to please God, but I also have a husband and a family I have to please as well. So, right, I, so I had to learn how to give it balance. And then when the, when the preacher came to me, I told him, I said, yes. I said, I know how to give God his time, give the church this time. But I, when I get home, I got to give my husband his time, and I got to give my family their time as well. So balance is very important, and you got to be mindful of, you know, because some leaders, all they want you to do is be in a church, 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 church. Amen. about, you know, your obligations and your duties. But at that's the point that you got to say, you know what, God, give me balance. Show me balance. And yeah. I'm telling you, balance, mm-hmm. balance is an important part of Amen. everybody's life. You can be right. so easy to get off sidetrack. You get easy to get off sidetrack, but I'm mm-hmm. telling you, before you know it, and I, one thing I had to learn, too, is very important to give my own self my time. Yeah, you right get now. so wrapped up with everything else to you before you know right. you're so worn down and tired and you realize, you know what, I what, what did I do for me lately? What me time did That's I do? That's right. That's you right. Know? Yes, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with the woman of God just now said about balance because balance is very important. Don't take that lightly. Amen. 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 And we said take heed to everything that you heard from these women. But I like to just... <laughs> Back <laughs> on them right now, and and oh Jesus, uh-huh. uh-huh. is in the word of God. He says, "Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge God in all your ways." Mm-hmm. You know, because when we start leaning to our own understanding and stuff, we get unbalanced about the things of God. Because Mm -hmm. from our flesh, and we're trying to think from the spirit, and and they're coming in conflict with each other because we're not balanced in our thoughts. Amen. The thing is that as God was just dealing with me when when y'all were talking, he took me back to my grandmother. And if there's one place that you want to find a place to hear from God and find your balance. The words don't hardly hear in a church no more. But my grandmother and them used to have a home of consecration. That they would that they they would shut their house down and consecrate themselves unto the Lord and turn and shut 
shut everybody out except for God to be able to hear nothing else but God. And if I could tell everyone on the line, look up the word consecrate and then walk in consecration sometime and take some time to consecrate unto the Lord and you'll be able to walk in the balance in your life as being a child of God. Amen. Amen. The other, the other thing I got for you, Lady Willardine, as you said, was stand. How do how do we stand when we're going through these changes with people trying to trying to take us out of the zeal that we have for God? How do we stand? You know, you know, do we? You know, you know, because a lot of us, we, you know, how a lot of us used to stand. You you start trying to take me out of what I want. I'm gonna go to your tail. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna drag you down the street, or I'm gonna mm-hmm. cut you out. How do we how do we stand today when when we have people coming in to try to, to to misdirect us or try to take our focus off of where God has us focusing on? Amen, Reverend. I think this is this is Minister Linda Chandler. I think you just have to have a made up mind. When your mind is made up and you're going to live for God, you, you can't let anyone or anything deter you from that. And you have to really, like she said, just be balanced and, and pray because, you know, we were talking about um, God giving us a discerning spirit the other night. And we have to definitely discern, you know, when people even come talk to us about uh, giving, say they're giving us a word. We have to be able to discern whether we're going to receive it or whether we're going to reject that because a lot of people are not for us. You know, they might smile in our face and, you know, say that they're our friends, but a lot of people are on assignments too, you know. Amen, amen. Who are assigned to do, uh, try to stop our progress, and they're assigned to stop uh, God's progress in our lives. So we have to be mindful of those things and just be um, uh, practical about, you know, observing the things that go on with in our lives and, you know, who we deal with and who we talk to. Because even on yesterday, you know, the um, powerful word that we had on last night, someone called me at my job, and this is a close person of mine, a family member, and they were talking about the um, the subject, the topic that we had. And they just started, you know, started speaking negativity, and I just had to put a stop to it. I said, no, I'm not going to receive that, and I'm going to reject it, and I'm done talking, you know, and I just stopped them right in their tracks. So we have to definitely, when the enemy comes up, and the enemy don't care who he uses. That's right. Yeah, who he uses to get at us. Because if I allowed this person to continue talking to me, because yesterday I fast for the um, program and message, and I know God was going to do a great thing. And had I listened to it, that negative spirit would have got come in me, and who knows what have happened, you know? So we have to definitely, um, you know, guard ourselves as far as people who we we deal with, who we talk to, and um, listen to. Amen. 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 I really put that down because, I've had people that um, came into the ministry with me, and um, they passed them. I had one, this is just to tell a short thing, I had one minister come in, and they passed her, mm-hmm. was steady telling them, 
that they wasn't a pastor. And they mm. kept up. There was a pastor in the, in the spirit, and God is telling them that they need, to, they need to help train them. And the pastor kept telling them, no, you're not that. You're not that. I don't Jesus. know where you get from. You're not that. Jesus. And and they got with me, and I told them, because the pastor wouldn't even let them preach. And I told wow. them, you need to stand and not let him tell you what you're not when you know what God is telling you to walk. Amen. 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 I, I'm telling you right now that going into 2014, God is going to open up doors for you. You ain't been preaching, but watch, you're going to start preaching. Mm. And, and, you, and you are so right because they started preaching. They passed the woman to preach at the church because now he couldn't hinder the anointing that was on them. Jesus, Jesus. He didn't defeat them in what they were standing and saying they were. And now that that same minister is a pastor and got his, and, and got her own church. Jesus. And you know, and you are so right because I remember I remember when God called me in the ministry. And mm-hmm. um and at the, at at this particular time I was, you know, not in the church I'm in now, but I was at this other church and when God dealt with me that particular Sunday morning and, and told me that he was calling me to be an evangelist, it mm-hmm. it, it scared me so bad. To, you know, real talk. You know, it scared me so bad. To I, mm-hmm. that's a, I feared any minister. You know, Jesus. getting up there preaching, that was yeah. a fear of mine. Yeah. And yeah. When, when when God called me in the ministry, the first thing I did, I went back into the world. I mm-hmm. tried to run from it so hard. I I tried mm-hmm. to do everything I could have do, big and bad enough to do, because I didn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, I didn't want to minister. Yeah. And I... I thank God I gotten so I I went so far I went just as far as God would allow me to go, and Amen. when when I had no choice but to come back when I came back to God and I surrendered, and um and I gave my life back to God and then I went to the pastor I didn't do it immediately I just you know get myself back right with God, and Amen. a couple of months later I told her you know what what you know what God had called me to you know be an evangelist, Amen. and um. And she cut me down so bad. Wow. And the thing hurt, the thing hurt, she cut me down so bad. Wow. And she told me, said, I was listening to the voice of the devil, the enemy. And God, that um, she said that there was no way God would um, call me in the ministry knowing that I just came back out of the world. And I, told, and, I, and I told her, I said, no, I said, God gave me that word before I went back out of the world. I said, that word took me, you know, that's the excuse that I had to go back out in the world. Yeah. And she she cut me down so bad. And then the last straw was one Sunday in church. She did, she called herself, she called herself preacher from the pulpit, my case. The only Jesus. thing was missing out the situation was my name. Wow. Yep, they are doing it. She, she preached me that Sunday, and the thing hurt me so bad to I leave. And um, mm-hmm. I leave, and as I was, I went with my spiritual mother, and I, told, I began to tell her, she said, they're not going to receive you, because she said, it has a lot to do with the jealousy. Yeah. And, um, and as and as time went on, I, we got up on, I got up under this other um, pastor, the pastor I'm up under now, and I didn't tell him anything, but he, he knew what God had called me into. And I bless God for it. And what he immediately, you know, started prepping me for my initiation sermon. But who was the first one at my initiation sermon? That first, that same pastor that told me that I was lying. 
It does happen because um, I can remember when I was coming up in ministry, um, God I told me I was a prophetess. And I was in Bradenton, Florida, and I don't know anybody up there. I went up there for a youth conference. And a, a lady that was there said, oh, it's a prophet in the house. And God told me to put my hands on them. And who she came to put her hands on other than me? I said, oh, Jesus, oh, Lord. And look looked like the leaders never wanted to acknowledge that I was a prophetess. And even when I when they were licensing me, and to um, the office, I just knew it was going to be the office of the prophetess because wherever I went, they were there and they and they saw this. And God definitely shows me things and tells me things, and they come to pass. And so um, when they got ready to uh, license me, I just really thought they was going to do it into the office of the prophetess, but they mm-hmm. didn't. They did it into the uh, uh, elder. Uh, elder, that's what he was calling me. I say, oh, Elder, you should have saw my face. Everybody in the audience, I said, Lord, help me keep this face straight, Jesus, because it surprised me. It surprised me, but people could tell in the audience I was very disappointed. And the pastor told me, say, uh, I feel, felt like a wall come up when I said Elder. That's what he said. He said. And so I didn't argue with them. They went on and put Elder there, but that's not what I knew God called me for. I knew I had the prophetess office on my life. and But I didn't argue no with them. I was very disappointed now. Very, very. I was like, Lord, how come they didn't do it in the office that I know I'm called into? And um, I said, well, maybe they don't see it, Jesus. And I mean, he would use me every Sunday almost in their church. Every Sunday he would use me in their church. And then one day he gave me a vision and showed me a pipeline. And it had a hole in it, like a sore, a canker. And he said, this is a canker. And it's growing. He said, I want you to go tell those pastors what I'm showing you. I said, oh, Jesus, not me. He said, yes, you're going, and you're going to go, and you're going to tell them what I'm showing you. And tell That's them that right. the people are sore, and it's growing. And oh, if they don't right, change no. it, if they don't change it, it's going to be some, um, some, something to happen. So oh, I was right. like, okay, it took me almost a week, Jesus, to, to, to just get that down, that I had to go to them and tell them what I saw. As leaders, you know, you don't want to go to leaders, especially they don't believe you're a prophet, and oh, tell them that kind of stuff. So yeah, I um, finally got up the nerve. I said, okay, Jesus, I'm going to go tell them. So they was both together. I was so happy eating lunch. I said, ooh, this is a good opportunity, Jesus. So I told them exactly what I saw, and the woman knew immediately. She said, ooh, that's a warning. I didn't even know it was a warning. She said, that's a warning. And I ain't said nothing. I said, well, I'm just telling you what God showed me. And I and, yeah. I, and I loved him, and I left. And it wasn't a, a good month, the church split. So they didn't take care of the uh-huh. problem. And they uh-huh. had two more splits after that. And so people sometimes might not see where you're going, or they just don't want to follow uh, it because they got issues. That's right. They exactly. got issues in their life. And it's so mm-hmm. sad because you, when you get up to preach before people, you should be complete. You, yeah, should, um, you really should be complete, but you got so much sad. Like I say, some went and some, mm-hmm. wasn't, some wasn't sent. They just went. And um, you just got Amen. so many people out there 
uh, just doing different things. And and I'm going to show you when you walk that little walk, how God will uh, bring you full circle around them people. Them same, like you say, they come into your, they came to your thing. And, um, and so I, I, eventually I left the church. I had to leave. Uh, because I just didn't agree with a lot of stuff that, and oh, it was a mess. I can't even share some of the stuff that happened, but it, oh, it was something else. But eventually, I left, and um, and now I'm going to preach in them same people church. They uh-huh. called me, and see, I went before God, and I told God, I said, Lord, I don't understand some of these things these leaders doing, and I'm gonna have a leadership conference. I know it. I just don't know when. I said, but I don't understand these leaders. They uh-huh. get up in this pulpit, and and uh, you ain't the only one right. You got to see other Amen. people as well Amen. as yourself. You got to see you're there and they there. We to help people, pull them up. We're supposed to pull them up and help That's them right. get where they got the, where they have right. to go, That's not right. hinder That's them. Right. But because Amen. people have issues in their own life, they they mm-hmm. not completing themselves, and Amen. um. And then when they talked about prophecy and discerning prophecy, I could recall when I was uh, uh, in Gainesville, a lady uh, came to, she, she went up for prayer, and she came to me and she said, honey, she said, um, I see a, a, a sickness that's um, going to be the, to the glory of God. Of course, I shut off right then. I said, oh, I find that in the name of Jesus. Talk about a sickness here. I walk in divine health. I ain't want no sickness around him. So this me and my own self. She said, but baby, it's going to be to the glory of God. She um, said, um, and um, I think it was given to me that in, in the year 2009. She said, you're not going to be on your job much longer. She um, said, you're coming off of your job. Of course, I bind that up. I say I bind it in the name of Jesus. I need the word. What's she talking about? She don't know my situation. This how we. This how we do now. This how we do. She was a prophetess. So I went and sat back down. I said, Lord, I don't know what that lady. She don't miss you, God. She don't miss you. <laughs> you know, and we have to be real. This this is what I was saying sitting down in myself. I didn't say it out loud, but I'm talking to my friend Jesus. And I just said, Lord, and you know, I, I said, I just don't understand that. I said, because I have to work. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, six kids, me and my husband. What's you about coming off a job? Devil is a lie. How about <laughs> 2009, this was given. 2012, I came off my job. Whoa. And, oh. what she, and, and, and the, uh, the thing that she uh, saw was a, a tumor in my head. It was, oh. they called it a... Um, a mini a jom a mini jomi or something like that. And um I didn't even know it was there. The only way I found out it was there was an accident and they had to do a scan of my whole body and they said, Well we got good news and we got bad news. You wanna which one you want for I said, Bring on the bad because my God can handle it. It's just how I be talking to the doctor. And um and then they I waited a whole year walking, you know, to I've already believed God he was going to heal me, but it didn't happen. So I had to go under the knife, but God brought me out tremendously. And Amen. so sometimes prophecy will come and you may not understand. Amen. And you may have to put it on the shelf. Uh-huh. You know, but don't nobody want to hear nothing about no uh, sickness now. You you know, the day of, that's the day of. Uh-huh. But that lady saw 
You know, God showed her. He didn't tell yeah. her tell her exactly what it was, but it was. She said it would be what the devil was. She was saying God gonna bring you out of it. It'll give yeah. God glory. So yeah. sometimes we have to, you know, not not be so. Ooh, they they don't know it. They they missing God. When when you don't want to hear what they're saying, and sometimes it's, it really is God showing people things in your life because He's done it with me with with people. So you have to balance it again. Amen. But that's, that's why you have to. Uh, um, and I'm a comment on everything that I heard. That's why I was just sitting back listening to you to y'all share. Um, the one thing that you're talking about, you always got to go back and understand that every prophecy is not going to be a good prophecy. Amen. Amen. Right. You know, and the thing about it that if you don't understand the prophecy, all you got to do is take it back to God, and God that's right, and bring you to a place to understand. We have rebuked things because it wasn't what we wanted to hear, and we wasn't rebuking nothing but God. All right. It's better to receive those that receive a prophet receive a, receive a prophet's report. You have to Amen. Be and then right. when you don't understand it, you take it back to God to clear right. Mm-hmm. That's right. What she was telling you, because the same thing that happened to Lazarus with Jesus, that Jesus, when he raised him for the for the dead, from the from the dead, from being dead, it was to God's glory. Right. When he died, and they kept saying, Oh Jesus, you need to get there before he died. Jesus said, No, I gotta do what I'm doing here. Okay, 
what happens is that when you get in certain ministries, the people that you under, when you speak about your gift and they see the anointing on your gift, they're jealous of your gift and they'll they hinder you from using it. That's Bible, right. <clears throat> the Bible says that your gift shall make room for itself. Amen. Amen. I want you all to listen to this. How your gift makes room for itself in the place that you're at is because when the pastor sees it, he's supposed to open up the door for you to be able to learn how to use That's right. Amen. Amen. But what happens is that when they see it, they don't want you to operate in it, so they hinder you and tell you you ain't got it, or the devil's telling you you got this. They're going to do everything to discourage you from what God is giving you. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And let me tell let me you what. What, 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 what she said, that I want you to always understand, that when people try to hinder what God has in you, God will move you to a place where you can do it. Amen. Yes, he will. I want you to hear the word of God. He says, one thing in the word of God, whatever good work I've started in you, I'm sure to finish. Amen. Amen. You'll complete it. You'll complete it. So it move you to a place that you can operate in what he gave you. Yeah. So don't let nobody hinder you from 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 doing because go to God and God will make room for your gifts to be used. And it may not be used in a place where you at, but he'll show you a place where you can use. It. Amen. 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 Yes. yes, this is Sister Summit. God bless you. I was I'm listening to you and I I listen to everything that um was said about prophecy. There is something that is important for us as believers. When we know that God gave us the gift a gift of prophecy, a gift, we must be careful how we use it because sometimes the enemy uses people to, to get to you where you they wanted to use the gift in another way. Because mm-hmm. I remember, I remember when I just came to Christ, and I didn't know anything about prophecy, and I mm-hmm. sit down in the seat, and the Lord speaks to me three times and say, get up. And I just joined the church. He said, walk around and tell them, somebody family member is going to die tonight. And I, mm-hmm. sit, and I sit down there, and I would not move. I lay down there, and my grandmother said to me, get up and tell them what you just tell me. And then the, 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 the devil speaking in my mind answered them and said, no. They keep going to say, you are um, trying to be a prophet. I didn't know anything about prophecy. Mm. So I sit there, and she said, get up, and I would not get up. And mm-hmm. I go back to church that Monday morning. They have choir rehearsal, and I see the young lady crying. And I went up to the minister, and I said, Minister Anna, what happened to Sister Virginia? She said last night her brother was coming from work and was trying to to um, keep away from hitting a deer and run into a tree and die. Mm. And I said, oh, my God. And I've been living with that guilt. Mm. And I've been repenting. I said, Father, forgive me. I said, because mm-hmm. I did not obey you. So it yes, is very yes. important for us to listen to the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Because the enemy is very cunning and deceiving. Yes, and right. then there, there's yes, another sure. young man. There's another young man that came to my house. And when he came to my house, you know, he's a, bro- he's a, a brother from a, a person that I know. 
And he came up to me and said, hi, hi, Sister Jennifer. I said, hi, God bless you. And with your laughing and talking. And then the Lord began to show me something concerning his job and his life. And I said to him, I said, whenever you get your, 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 God is going to put you into a job that you're going to collect a lot of money, I said, but don't forget to pay your tithes. And what happened after he went back, he called me, he said, my God, I just received a big position where I could, I could see him buy himself a truck. And then now he's telling people, oh, there's a good prophet. In-. I said, don't ever tell people that. Don't you prostitute the word of God. I said, because what God gave me is for ministry, not for, not for going and, and just telling people everything. So yeah. we have to be yeah. careful. Yeah. We have to be careful and know it is God that's speaking to us. And, and, and don't let people push us up to do things that we think are bigger than God. We yeah. must be humble. Amen. 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 Well, I, I like to say this, um, and she's so right. Um, any of y'all have the gift of prophecy. Don't ever not do what God told you to do. Mm, yes. So never. I, I, I had a friend, a dear friend of mine, had a dream about a young man, and he died in the dream. And and he went to a club, and she saw me, she called me, she said, well, I had this dream. I said, well, God wants you to tell that young man, no, he's going to need to be going out this weekend, or he's going to meet his death. Uh. <laughs> she turned around. That was on Friday morning, she called me. She saw him Friday afternoon in the supermarket and didn't tell him. Uh. Saturday morning, she got a call. That the young man got killed in the night at the at the Duke joint Friday night. Jesus. And now that just weighs on us. But like I told you, when you don't do what God tells you to do, you know what I'm saying? Because that that was a warning for him and for him yeah. to make decision. That blood is on your hand. Amen. Mm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. God can tell any of y'all with the, with the word of prophecy. Because I'm a sick, I'm a, I'm a, I'm listen to see anything. But even in that, when I go, I have God to give me one thing, and I will ask him for the beginning of me going into prophecy. I said, Lord, let me always keep your word over somebody. Yes. Amen. So Amen. I just tell them what you said. And not have word out of scripture to go with it. And God has done for me. All my life that I've go and prophesied over anybody. Um, even if y'all was on the line the other day when God gave me a word to prophesy over some of the people on the line. I gave them mm-hmm. the word of God, but I gave them scripture scripture to go with it. Be comfortable without having this word to give them to. Amen. So I'm just, I, I, what I'm trying to say to everybody is, whatever God tell you, if he tell you somebody's going to be sick, if they, if they do this, they're going to die, you need to go and tell them. I just wrote some friends of mine, and, and God be the yeah. I had a dream, and in the dream, the, uh, some people I grew up with, uh, one of the girls was missing, and, and I said, what happened in the dream to somebody, and they said, oh, such and such died. Mm. And got in an accident when she shouldn't have went with him because she didn't even know him. 
And I woke up, and it was a dream. And I said, you know what? I got to call her. So I got on the phone, and I called the young lady that the one that died in my dream. That they told me died in the dream, and I couldn't get her. So I turned around on Facebook, and I wrote her my whole dream to her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If I can't get you one way, I'm going to get you another way. Yes, you amen, amen. But, but even in our dreams or whatever God gives us that involves people as being children of God, that we need to tell them because the Bible says that he would give us dreams and visions. Yeah, amen. Uh-huh. And we, yes. we, must, we, we, must, we must uphold the word of God in our lives. Amen. And she was so high up and she was so high up one day talking and 
I don't know if she was talking over herself or what, but she made the comment and she said, my pastor is just a pastor. I'm a prophetess. She said, wow. Wow. She said, um, she said, he can't tell me nothing. Wow. She said, because she said, she oh, said, no. she's going by the mm. title. She's a prophetess and he's a pastor. Mm. And mm. I look at mm. her and I said, um, I said, the uh-uh. devil is a liar. Amen. I said, the devil yeah. is a liar. She looked at me and I said, no. I said, title ain't got nothing to do with it. Amen. That's right. I said, because I, I said, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I can learn something from my baby. That's right. Yeah. I That's said, so, so title don't have nothing to do with the level of learning. Because Amen. whatever God needs for you to learn, if he got the, didn't, didn't he say if he get the, got to get the rocks to cry out, he will? Mm-hmm. So just whatever he got to use to get a message through, that, that person Amen. or that thing, situation, he will get it to you. And as, Amen. you know, just the word they said just now, so true, a lot of it has to do with jealousy. You know, there is no big eyes and little you. You know, Amen. we all Amen. are the same in, in God's eyesight. But in God's eyes, people just, Amen. People just... They, they think they're so high and mighty, and it's all mm-hmm. about them. And everybody it's else is, a load of, is under them. But but it's, but in God, I sight, all of us just the same. All of us are servants of God. Yeah. We're the same. If I may uh, share, um, in my conference that I had uh, in March, I had all the pastors to sit in the back. God told me to do it this way. He said, I want my lay people up front, and I want the pastors, the evangelists, or whoever, whatever titles they, you might have come in with, to sit in the back. He said, I want you to watch the faces on them mm-hmm. to see how they react. Because, mm-hmm. see, leaders are just servants. We are to serve. Right. And a lot of times... The Bible says, how can two walk together except we agree? And that's where the enemy fights in the church with people because we don't come of one mind like God wants us to. Um, It is amazing the misunderstandings and the thoughts of the devil that play in people's mind that brings division with us, and we should yes. always be teachable. Always stay teachable. Amen. And yes. it was a it was a lady, and she had, she has a high a high um what she call herself an apostle, mm-hmm. and I invited her to um she asked me could she display her books at my conference where she called the day of the event. So I could have said, uh, no, you waited too late. It's mm-hmm. already set because I had really set everything up the way God told me to. Mm-hmm. But because of my heart, I told her, I don't have a problem. You can bring your books. You can, um, and um, I'll, you know, talk about it. And if people want to buy your books, they can buy them. I say, but don't be discouraged. Like, I've had to pay to come to this because it's a banquet. They are eating. And they had to, they had to buy tickets to come. So I got up in the beginning uh, of the uh, service. We did praise and worship. And then I got up, and I was going to let everybody eat first. Well, a young lady forgot to bring the water that goes under the pans to keep the the food um, warm. So they had to use the kitchen oven to heat the food. Mm 
So while they were doing that, I decided to talk about the books. So I talked about three books I read and gave little snippets out of it to help them save their money because a lot of people are not saving for their own house. Mm-hmm. And when they flagged me from the kitchen and told me uh, the food is ready, I stopped. I didn't talk about no more books. I let everybody eat. So after I finished, um, after I finished, um, and everybody went to eat, um, I introduced the book the young lady had, talked about it, and called the person name, and and they they were nowhere to be found. I called about three times, oh, three God. times, and they weren't there. Mm. So after the um. After the service was over, um, I called the individual because I was concerned. I thought maybe, um, you know, something happened to her family and she had to leave. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I didn't get her that day. The next day I called and I still didn't get her. She still wasn't answering her phone. So I was really, really concerned. So what I did was um, I texted her and told her it was about some people wanted to buy her book. And because she called me and then she answered the call. And so I said, well, I said, well, what happened that um that you had to leave? And her answer to me was, well, um, you didn't talk about my book. I said, I said, yes, I did. I talked about your book. I said, but you were nowhere to be found. I called your name three times, and then she went on to say, well, I didn't want to rain on your parade. I said, rain on my parade. I say this Jesus, this about Jesus. I say, and, uh, and I'm not intimidated by you and nobody else. I say, that's the devil. I say, that's nothing but the devil. I'm talking to your mind to make you leave a conference. But you know what it was? It was also jealousy. Amen. Because it was beautiful. God gave me so much favor, y'all. I just had to say, you go ahead on Jesus. Stay being my friend. And it was jealousy that uh, it was put together so well. And this lady I supported totally, totally. And she, I could, I, I wasn't sure because I know it was the enemy using her. And so, so what I did was I purchased three of her books. She'll never know today. I purchased three of her books. <laughs> Mm. And gave them to people just to give her that yeah. little money. Yeah. That uh that she um wanted, but see she had wrong motives. Number one, because yeah. if you came to support uh, me and Jesus, you would have sat through the whole thing. Right. But yeah. but you have to learn that you know you think you know people, but some people I don't know why they be. I say Jesus, I don't ever let me get like I see some leaders are because. Mm-hmm. How could you think you raining on my parade when it's about Jesus? Amen. Well, she, her motives was to come okay. sell her book. She didn't care nothing about what God gave me. Amen. So saying all of that, I don't hang with a lot of people. I can't. Amen. I, I wish I could, mm-hmm. but God already showed me and moved people out of my life. I can count my friends on one hand. Mm-hmm. We don't see each other. We talk mm-hmm. by the phone every now and then. We pray mm-hmm. for each other. But when it when it comes to um, a cause of the vision that God has given me, he handpicked the people that is going to be around me. And they're going to have my back no matter what. One That's is my Lord. It is so sad. 
And as we said just now earlier, the devil does not care who he uses. That's right. That's right. He don't care who he uses. And the more the the, the more that I stay in God, the more that I start seeing how people and 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 and, and it's included the ones that's closest to you, your family. Yeah. How they allow yeah. the enemy to come up against you? Because Amen. I've had I've had one of my family members, a close mm-hmm. family member of mine, that mm-hmm. um. I was always the wild child in my in my my mother's set of kids, and mm-hmm. me and my mother we didn't set, we didn't we didn't set eye to eye on nothing. My mama said it's raining, I said it's snowing. She said it's hot, I said it's cold. Me and her <laughs> was just night and day, okay. And a lot of my family members saw that in us, and mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden they had called out one of my siblings. And they had said, that, oh, that's going to be the prophetess. That's going to be the prophetess. And she um, prophesied that her kids going to be, you know, great in God. And one of her kids going to be, you know, this for God. Another going to be that for God. Mm-hmm. And while I was a wild child, when God started trying to use me, when God mm-hmm. started using me, not trying to use me, but when God started using me, Amen. the family member kept, and this particular sister of mine, she wasn't mm-hmm. trying to give her life to God, you know. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. God started using me, every time I looked, it kept going back to that sister. They mm-hmm. would never, they would never show credit where credit was due. Mm-hmm. And um, and that for a while it bothered me. And all of a sudden, as time went on, and I prayed and I prayed and God to show me and to keep me, and I bless God because God did it. God strengthened me in those areas to get me off of what Amen. people were thinking and trying Amen. to say about me. Amen. And um, and all of a sudden, I had this close family member one day. I never forget it. Uh, they called me when I was going to church this this particular morning, and the morning before, the Sunday before, was my Sunday to preach, and I had preached the Sunday before. Mm. All of a sudden, we got we got to church this we got to church this um particular Sunday. I got to church and the spirit was still so high in the church that morning. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, the the preacher that's supposed to preach this particular Sunday didn't show up for service. So the mm-hmm. so the uh, elder of the church he came to me and he said he us. He said, "Could you preach this morning?" And before mm-hmm. and my and in my mind was about to say no, but then mm-hmm. all of a sudden yes came out of my mouth. Yeah. So as soon as I told him yes. Who did I see walk through those doors? But the Jesus. same family member that mm. always put my sister on the pedestal. Mm. But anyway, I bless God because as service went on and, and, and you know, and I, as I stand there, I let go and I just let God have his way and God speaks for me. Amen. And that same family member ran up to the church that particular Sunday after God had his way. Mm. She ran up to me and she just like bogarded me. That was she, wouldn't allow nobody to touch me, and she called my husband and told him to come get me because, you know, I had gotten so weak in the spirit. Mm. And so, she said, um, so all of a sudden she said, she said, um, after we got out of church and she called me, she said, "Oh God, you you." She said, "I had to call your siblings and tell them they ain't got nothing good to say about you. They better not say nothing about you because you is a woman of God." Uh. <laughs> and I told her, I said, to God be the glory. And she said, um, she said, yes, yeah. she said, I I didn't know. I didn't know that God was using you like that. But she uh-huh. said, only thing I can say is, 
If God can do it for you, he can do it for anybody because you know you was a wild child. (laughs) (laughs) I had somebody tell me that same thing. I know if the Lord can turn you around, he'll turn me around. So that just shows you that sometimes people have to see. Yep. People have to see with their naked eyes on who God has really made you see. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, just go back to why that was right about one of the elements of why we are so difficult to cheat, the, the toy. But the elements that we embrace that makes in the Bible, the first chapter of Matthew and the Beatitudes, it says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. A meek person will always be a teachable person. Yeah. And the thing that we need to always desire is, is that spirit of meekness. Because it won't make a difference. I heard the sister say, and she's so right, because the Bible says that it shall come even out of the mouth of babes that our children can teach us something. Amen. Amen. And if a man if a man in the Bible had a donkey that had to teach him that he wasn't Jesus. going over, and if he went in front, he was going to get his head cut off, and that was Balaam, then God would use whatever he can use to show you what he's got to show you. That's right. Amen. And we need to be always Amen. as being children of God, that we are learnable and we are teachable. Yes. Yeah. Always obedient. Amen. We have to be that. We, we have to keep ourselves in a teaching mindset because we don't know yes. it all. And we always Amen. God says that my that's people right. pass for lack of knowledge. You know, that, that's amen. a little bit don't mean well, yeah, that's the word. Yes, sir. You know, you got people, and I heard you you got people that quote scripture. They don't even go along with what they're talking about. I don't see that. All right, now. And have a topic, and then and come out of scripture, the topic, and, the, and then they, they start preaching and go to other scriptures that don't even add up to what they were, what their topic was about. Amen. The blind can't lead the blind. The last thing I I want to say at my best day, why are we so hard to be correct? Yes. Right. Amen. We are the most hardest Christ are the most hardest people for somebody Come and correct when you were wrong, and you'll try to make your wrong look like it's right. That's right. Amen. And some of us, and some of us don't understand that we commit a sin when we try to take a scripture to make it fit the wrong that we're doing. <laughs> yes, Come right. Amen. They That's sure right. they take out That's what they right. want. That's the show. That's right. Amen. Let's for a minute about that, uh, Lady Willardine. You know, I feel you have a certain thing set in your mind, how you want things to go and stuff. 
and when you're being corrected, you don't build this whole thing up in your head, okay? So you see all of this till you can feel it. And then when someone comes to you and corrects you on an issue, you just don't want to see it. You don't want to hear it. You feel it's wrong. You know, um, the Lord just showed me this reading this in Proverbs, where you're supposed to always have yourself open to be corrected. Amen. But, Amen. but the stubbornness that's inside of us and what we already see in our head, in our mind, and, you know, once you see something in your mind, you begin to feel this in your spirit. That's right. And then so, so to have someone come to you and say differently from what you see and feel is a hard pill to swallow. Amen. And only God can correct it. Otherwise, you're going to walk right around using, like you said, Pastor, we'll use a scripture. You want to make anything, you're going to try and use anything to make it be what you feel instead of the way it's supposed to be. That's right. And, and that's and a shame. Lot. And a, that is a shame. And I, I, I'm going to give them all the chances to, to talk to talk on that, too. And it's just a shame from when you see mature Christians that, that, that show that kind of passion when it comes to not wanting to be correct. Because I even know where I'm at. If y'all see I do something wrong, I'm always open to correct <laughs> I want to be right. Amen. And, and and one thing I understand, I'm in this flesh. I don't do everything right all the time. So Amen. Man, Nobody. Amen. I something or y'all see that Nobody I need to right. Give it to me <clears throat> because I'm hoping to be correct. That's right. That's right. None of us is perfect yet. So I just want to say this one more thing, and you can say what you said. One thing, if you correct me, I know you care about me. Now go ahead. That's right. Praise mm-hmm. God. The sister was saying something? Oh, no, I'm just saying what she was saying. Yes, and none of us is perfect. You know, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we're going we gonna to make mistakes until we close our eyes because we're not perfect yet. Yes, that's so true. You know, I want to share something with y'all. Um, and I wrote, down, I, wrote, I wrote on this because the feeling came on me so strong. And I titled it, I owe him a praise. As I was at my job, the spirit laid this in my mind, I owe him a praise. So I began to praise God. But I still had this overwhelming feeling, I owe him a praise. And a few weeks later, it kept bothering me, I owe him a praise. So the spirit, all of a sudden, it just like stopped me and started showing me back things in my life. Jesus. He started taking me back slowly. How he yes. brought me out of the street and filled me with his blessed Holy Spirit. Then he took me back a little further. And he showed me when I was out there drinking and how I would go uh-huh. home and how I would make it there safe. It's like the car yes. knew the way. He even took me back a little further when I was younger. And I was climbing up on a dresser and I fell and I hurt myself bad. He showed me that he was there. He took me back even a little further. When I was three years old, and I got lost, and I was out there in the woods. This was right here in South Carolina. And I was walking down the street. I remember I would cry for a while. I'll stop and walk, and I'll stop again, and I'll cry for a while. The Lord let me know that he was there then, too. And then he took me back a little further. 
to when I was first born, and I couldn't see. And he let me know he was there because, thank God, I can see everything now. And after the Lord took me through all of this, oh, yes, Lord, I owe you a praise. Oh, my God, I owe you a praise. And I began to praise him, oh, my God, and I'm still praising him till today. You know, God is a good God. And if it wasn't for him, we won't be right here where we are right now. Amen. So back to our topic. God told yes. you to fascinate me because he is such an awesome God. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And, and uh, I think the topic was why we don't want to be corrected. That was an awesome poem to... Um, I don't I don't know your name. I can't recall your name, but Willardine. it was a nice beautiful what's your name? Willadine. Willadine, beautiful, beautiful. Um all of what you you are said is um is good um on why some people um don't want to be corrected, but a lot of times uh people have been in positions for quite some time telling people what to do. And I'm talking about leaders, mm-hmm. as well as late, well, the lay people ain't been doing a whole lot, but the leaders have been in position for a, you know, quite some time running their own church, or their church building. Mm-hmm. And they have forgotten that um, these are God's people, they ain't yours. They're not mm-hmm. yours, they just, they mm-hmm. God's people. And how we treat people is so yeah. important because guess what? Down the road, you may need that same person. Amen. 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 And people Amen. don't believe Amen. it, but it's true. Amen. So uh, when correction comes, sometimes from people, uh, it may be even lay people that labor in the ministry that see things that um, you might not see. And, and everybody ain't wrong. If you keep hearing some people saying the same thing over and over and over and over, you need to examine your own self. Amen. And get the mirror out. Okay. If we would get the mirror out and look at us first and make sure Amen. we're not the one that's running people from the churches. Amen. We have to look at ourselves and make sure that we are preaching the gospel, not people problems, but the gospel. Amen. And and um and because they've been stuck, you know, running their church, that pride sits in. And sometimes pride brings them before a fall if they don't have an ear to hear what the Lord is saying through people to try to get them to hear and be corrected. And mm-hmm. I can remember uh, God sent me to a place, and this man was really big in the Lord. I mean, I mean, his congregation was awesome. And he's talking about a faith teacher? Oh, my God. Faith awesome and healing and healing. And God told me, he said, I want you to go tell this man, one of them up there in the big title, I want you to tell him, I don't want him to be in his office with women by himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, Jesus, me? <laughs> he said, yes, you. 
And I knew this man for a, a long time. And I was like, oh, I don't want to tell him. Look at the position he got, God. You know, he's up there. And, you know, he's, oh, my God. Me tell him that? Oh, gee, you know, I'm here fighting with the Lord, me and him talking. So that I, he made it the opportunity for me to go where they were. And I stayed in a sister's home. In in his in well in his home with his sister, and he came through the house one night, and when he looked at me, God allowed me to go in the spirit, and what I saw come out of his eyes was like a wolf, oh. to the point that I had to pick up the pillows that was on the couch and put them across me. A wolf of lust is what I saw. Oh. And it was so uncomfortable that I had to just cover me up, you know, not that I was exposed him, but I didn't even want him to look at me. That's just how, what I saw. I said, oh, okay. geez, let me go in here and lock my door tonight. So um, the next day, I, God said, I told you I want you to tell him. I, I still didn't tell him. I flew back down here, and I did not tell the man what God said. They lost their home. That was the, the next thing after I left that happened. And God said, did not tell you to go tell that man what I said. He said, I'm going to give you another opportunity. I said, okay, Lord, okay. That's oh my God, he got a spirit of lust, Jesus. It was like a wolf, what I saw over him. Help him, Jesus. Help him. I'm only just crying out before I even get there. So finally, I decided to tell one of the ushers I needed to speak with him. Tell him I need to tell him something God told me to tell him. So he said, okay, he said, tell her I talked with her. So I waited, and he came over where I was. I said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm just going to tell you. God told me to tell you, don't meet with them women in your office by yourself. He was so so up in the Lord where he had women, they would come and cook breakfast for him, put him in his office, you know, come in his office and fix his breakfast. ain't ain't telling him what else was going on now, but I know what God told me to tell him. He said, don't ever be ashamed to come tell me what God tell you to tell me. I was like, okay. I said, like I was so happy that he felt that way because some of them could cuss you out, you know. I'm talking about saints that cuss. So I told him what God said. I said, that's going to be up to you to listen. Well, he didn't listen. He kept he kept having the women in his office and, honey, it tore up his church. It was a big stink up there because he did not listen to what God instructed him to do. See, I didn't go to nobody else. I went directly to him. And God wanted to correct that situation because, see, God sometimes see what's before you, and you don't. So yeah. sometimes because of the position that they sit in, they done got so prideful and so haughty in their spirit where they may think you the one is wrong when you come to them and try to correct them. And even um, I have found out that people can come and tell a certain person, and not the same person, a lot of other people will come and share, and people won't listen. They'll t- they, they think everybody else wrong but them. So it's a spirit of deception getting there with them while they're in those positions and don't want to be corrected. Uh, they feel you don't miss God. That ain't God telling you um. To tell me that this this is my house, and um, I do understand that God does have an order of uh, of His church where the prophet, the apostles and prophets set it in order, and then you have your pastors, your teachers, your evangelists, 
you know, up under the fivefold ministry, and he do have a certain order. And how you go about correcting is you have to be so wise. He said, wise, a wise uh, man wins soul. A wise person can ease their hand out of the mouth of a lion. So you have to have wisdom when you go to correct, especially people that's in those positions because they are so haughty and so prideful. And some of them done got totally off track, but still think they they be sincere, but sincerely wrong. So you should always be teachable, always listen, and then examine yourself. Well, did I do that? Did, did I do that uh, right? Was I wrong? You know, but a lot of them don't. They think you all are the ones that's wrong. And God called me to this position, and this is my church, when it's supposed to be God's church. This is my church. And I'm not saying going in to, t- to try to tell pastors how to run their church because it really is their domain, and they're supposed to be hearing from God. And don't have no yes, yes board. The board should be able to tell you when you're wrong. And then you not get angry with them. You should examine sometimes what they say. Because sometimes your boards that they have, these um, board of advisors, sometimes all they do is yes, 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 yes. And no, they don't be meaning a yes because they get together and then they could that devil with that. They go to talking and then it tears the church up. So you have to, leaders have to always stay before God and always be teachable. And when correction does try to come to you, examine it. Examine yourself. You know, and, and that's what uh that's why the body is so divided. They we if we could only just come together in the same mind. We could own so much, but because the enemy plays in people's minds and some are so prideful, and I mean that pride running wild up there. And um, they don't want to be. They don't want to be corrected, or they think you, the, you know, you know, you the problem, not them. And it takes a prayer. It takes prayer, and it takes wisdom to really correct leaders, because they get in those positions and look like a, they get haughty in those positions. And I, and it's really sad because the church is so divided. Yet we love the Lord. Amen. I don't know how many churches it is on street, and they don't even fellowship with one another. What kind of Jesus Amen. are you serving? Amen. See, and, and God has shown me, and I know you may not speak in tongues, but look, I can still help you do some things. I ain't trying to make you believe how I believe, because I'm going to pray in my tongues. But I should be able to love you, and we work together for a cause, and that's help get these people into the kingdom. But you know what? A lot of leaders are comfortable in what they're doing, and that's why they don't receive the correction. I, because what you talked about, I I taught a bunch of pastors that. I had a friend, Minister Sharon, and her pastor used to, every time when I go to visit her or go to church with her, he would all, she, on Sunday she would always go in the pastor's study with just him and her. And then he was oh, and talk about because she was an associated associated minister. He was getting the pulpit, his wife sitting over there, and he talked about how much he loved his associated minister. And then one day me and I was riding back to the church, and I said, "You know what, Sharon? You're not. It's not. It's not right for you to be going in that path and study with him by yourself." It should be. Amen. It should be somebody else in there. Oh no, I don't want his wife in there. Blah blah blah. But let me show you how God works. 
We could not want to be corrected, but God will bring us into a place of correction. Amen. She got her own church, became a pastor, and then she called me one day. She said, man, what am I going to do? I got these deacons. They want to come in here and sit and close the door and talk to me, and I'm feeling uncomfortable. I said, wow. That's the thing you used to do with your pastor, running in there and make his wife feel uncomfortable sitting out there. All right, now. Now you know how the feeling is. But what should I do? Okay. I said, just what you do. You get one of those deaconesses or you get one of your uh, 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 women of the auxiliary. And whenever the men want to come in there with you by themselves, you bring one of them women in there with you. You better. You know? You better. Because it it creates, uh, Reverend, it creates an atmosphere of, so when you get a man and a woman together talking and they talk about their problems, it could be problems at home with their husband. Um, and uh, it creates an atmosphere where they get comfortable, you know, because you're counseling and you're bringing up stuff that nobody don't know about but their pastor. Uh-huh. And um, it creates an atmosphere where compassion comes in. And then the wrong compassion come in because I've seen where a man has counseled a woman and they get to crying and they pat them and hugging them and and uh and then it creates the atmosphere where they begin to like each other and then the uh. next thing you know they don't they don't messed up and uh so I tell the men I'll counsel you without a witness in in here with me and I've seen pastors that are so. In their flesh, uh, one and I, one came and um, I don't even know him. Just a spirit jumped, sat down with me. I'm at McDonald's drinking my coffee, and sat at the table with me. And I'm like, who is this man sitting at this table with me? And he say hi, and I'm like hi, you know. And I'm drinking coffee, trying to study my word. And he's like, um, do you believe uh, a man and a woman can be? This the spirit in them. A man and woman can be friends. I said, what kind of friends you talking about? He said, you know friends, you know friends. And I'm looking at his hands, and he got a ring on it. I said, well, first of all, I said, you a married man. I see a ring on your hand. He said, yeah. He said, but my wife will understand if we be friends. I said, did you see how I look? I said, I said, I said, I don't think so. I said, and second of all, you was a you was a pastor finna go having a twenty eight year anniversary of being a pastor. I say, and here you is trying to tell me you want to be my friend. Oh. I don't have a lot of male friends, and if I have a male friend, it's decent. I say, you need to hit the altar and ask Jesus to deliver you. Yes, I did. And when that man see me now, he run another way. But I don't play with him. I have to put them spirits in their place. And and see, that creates that kind of atmosphere when you got a man uh, or a woman, you know, you counsel them by yourself in that office. And, and it, even if it's an innocent thing, a woman can lie and say you did something. You ain't got no well, witness in there to, 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 to say it didn't happen. But that's why I, wanna, I want, with all you ladies on here, I love to come back and talk with y'all or, or, or get, uh, Evangelist Easter on Ladies Night the Roundtable to talk about what is the duty of the elected lady? The duty of the elected lady? Right, right. Because, see, y'all say first lady. There's no such thing as first lady. That's I don't say that. I never said that way. No, I didn't like it. And the I Bible, said the only lady. I say the only lady. That's what I say. Because when you go first, it could be a second or a third. Right. 
The Bible says the elected lady, which is the chosen lady of God for that man. And um, I think it's time that the church really knows about the elected lady that is spoken in the Bible. And that is what God calls what we call the first lady. He calls her the elected lady. But, you know, as you were saying, we we do need to be able to take inventory on ourselves on a, as the word says. Yes. And, 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 you know, I think that, that is one of the things when you say so, uh, Lady Willardine. Yes, I do. You know, that because, and we need to be able to hear from people. Sometimes we may we may not see the correction that we need to correct ourselves. You know what? You could be doing something in error all the time and nobody say nothing and you think it's all right and then when somebody do come to say something, you say, Well, they ain't said nothing. They've been watching me do this all the time. They ain't said nothing. And then you don't want to accept it because just one person came to say something. You know? So we, just, we, we have, just to have to be mindful. We have to be real. We have to be mindful. Um, and I just think we had a discussion this, this evening. Do you have anything? You, you women have anything else you want to say? If you go to my guest, my guest, do you have anything you want to say before we close out the line? Yeah, I want to say something. I was reflecting on uh, what was just said. When she uh, said about um, talking about God's people and how we should be united together, right. mm-hmm. a little a little writing I did on that. I call it the rainbow. Okay. I was walking in traffic one day, and I saw this rainbow. It was so beautiful, and all the colors were like the colors were like one was easing to the another, and the colors were so bright, and it was just a, a solid. And it just came round, and this rainbow went into this cloud. And the cloud started getting brighter, and it started dispersing. And I just could not believe what I had saw. And this image, it stayed with me, and it just stayed with me. And then the Lord revealed to me what exactly it meant that he was showing me. The rainbow represents our people. The different colors were God people. And that rainbow, that arch, that's the journey that we're on. And when this rainbow came down into the cloud, it started the church. And as that rainbow came down into that cloud, and that cloud began to get brighter, this cloud is the church that got brighter because of everybody being on one accord. We all stayed together. In this rainbow, if one color starts to fade, the whole rainbow is going to fall apart. But Amen. united, we stand. And as we stand and we went down into this cloud, that's the church. That makes that church brighter. It lights up more. And that's dispersion of life. That's God's Holy Spirit because he pleads with that church. And it, it, it's a reflection on people, uh, members staying together and making the church stronger. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. And that, Beautiful. That, that, that is so right. You know what I'm saying? We, so I think we, we forget one thing that happened on the day, on the day of Pentecost. 
and that one thing about the power of God, the power of God moved on that day in the Acts on the day of Pentecost, that it said that the apostles were all in the same mindset. You know what I'm saying? And they were all together in one place, Mm -hmm. but they were all in the same mindset and they will, and, and that's the thing. We we need to be able to walk in the same mindset in Christ Jesus. Yes, amen. You know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't see the power of God moving like it should move because we're so we're so caught caught into being individual instead of being in unity. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter what denomination you come from. That's not who you are. Who you are? You are a child of God. Amen. Because when we get to be with Jesus, there's not going to be no Baptist, Presbyterian. Amen. There's not going to be no Jews. They're going to be God's children. Give me a vote. Yes. Amen. We need to act like God's children while we're on earth that we can see God's food in a way. And and that's why we need to always be meek. We need to be up. Open to each other that Amen. the Bible says that we all fall short of the glory of God. All of us yes. are falling short, but you may be able to help me in some of the things that I That's am falling right. short in. By That's right. You know, about how to walk better. And I need to be able to hear from you. Oh. And, 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 and now what? we're talking solutions according to the word of what we need to do. And we need to stop walking with each other in denominations. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, yes. oh, I meet you at a function. Oh, you a Baptist. Okay. Okay, girl. Nice meeting you. I don't want to, I really don't. Now, I was having a conversation until you told me what denomination you come from, and now you ain't, you ain't, we don't, we don't socialize with the Baptists. I'm not, I'm, I'm, that's not who I am. I'm a child of God. You're supposed to socialize with me. I'm your brother, and you my sister. Amen. And, and Reverend, with you sharing that, I'm just going to share. That's what um, God showed me with the ministry he gave me, Balancing the Word. My first um, my first um, banquet, I had different people from different churches that came to help me. Uh, from different churches, some were Baptist, some were Holiness, some were non-denominational, some were Methodist. But they all came together and put their hands together to help bring the vision God gave me to uh, to pass. And that's what he showed me. He said, Marion, and I let him know, you may not speak in tongues. I'm not going to try to make you believe like I believe. I know what I have. But what we can do is come together and work together. Maybe you can gleam and learn from me, and I can learn from you. And um, it's just amazing how when you have people that will – come together from different places the things that you can get done because you're on one accord. And that's what God wants. He wants us on one accord, whether you speak in tongues or not. Whether you believe in yeah. him, that, that's you. The more you hang yeah. with me now, I know you're going to see it. And God yeah. will reveal some things to you. But I'm not here to argue the Bible. I'm here to love you. I'm here to tell you the vision I have. If you want to come and help, fine. If not, fine. 
but we all have to learn to work together with one another and stop thinking that one is better than the other because you because mm-hmm. I don't met people praying tongues and the biggest cuss you out the next minute. So you know it, that don't that don't make it. We have to have the same mindset that Christ had in the Word of God, renewing our mind to think and act like He acts. Amen. 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 Because when we have to, we have to understand, we all walk in one spirit. We all serve one God, and we all Amen. Got, we all got one Savior, and 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 the thing about it that Jesus didn't didn't draw us to Him to walk in religion. Amen. He told us that we were free. He told us that we were free. He didn't say that we had to be bound to some religion. That we had to go according to what they say, but we go according to what the Word of God says. Yes. Because we all pour the same Word inside of each other, and that's why we should be able to walk in unity with each other. I mean, I, I, I would tell you this, and, 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 and it's a true factor. One thing about, no matter you, you read about the demonic forces in the, in the Bible, they always work together. Amen. Yes, they do. Do you go back and read about when that house had to be cleaned? He went, he yep. left as he got put out and went and got him a legion to come back to see if yes, that house. He did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, we have day get a bunch of Christians to come with you to go clean up a neighborhood. Hmm. Hmm. You can't even I have one little short poem I want to read with that. Okay. We are God's children. We are birds of feather. We must flock together. United we stand, and this, this, my friend, is a demand. God has bonded us with a lock, and his Holy Spirit keeps us blocked. Satan will peep, and he will try to leap into any soul that's weak. But thanks to a friend that has our back till the end, he, has no, he can do no more than make us trip. We bounce back with more power because the blessing that God showers on his people that Satan tries to devour. Amen. Amen. I say hallelujah. And one part in there that y'all that y'all should have caught on to that'll make you just jump up and down. Because Jesus said, You are no longer slave, but you are my friend. Amen. <laughs> right. You the best friend you can have. But yeah, I'm my friend. He took us from from being a slave unto him to becoming and taught to be friends. And we should be. We should be friends with And I think that whenever we embrace the faith, the unity that God has put in place for us to walk. Yes. It, it, it is Amen. Just, it is just terrible sometimes to meet people from different denominations and how they act with you. Where you? Where, what are you? I'm a child of God. Oh no, no. What what church you go? What religion you belong to? I'm a church of God. I don't belong to no religion. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. So then you become you become a leopard to them because you don't because you're not a denomination. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And it shouldn't mm-hmm. be like that. It should be the fact that I am a child of God. And Amen. That's who your true identity is. Your true identity is a child of God. Because the Bible says that in Romans 
God said, those who are led by my spirit are my children. Yes. Then he says that your spirit came in agreement with my spirit that you are a child of mine. He didn't say that my spirit came in agreement with the Holy Spirit that I'm a Baptist or I'm a Presbyterian or I'm a Pentecostal. He said a child of his. Yes. Amen. It'd be be, be so powerful when we all can just see that and walk in that and not walk with each other in division. Amen. As being a religion, a religious mindset with the denomination. Yep. Traditions. Because it, it just hinders us from doing what God needs to with one another. Love never no. fails. No, never. No, it doesn't. Anyone else have anything they like to they like to discuss before we get ready to close out? I just want y'all to pray for me. I am I won't be on with you all tomorrow at Four. I think you said y'all have something at four tomorrow. I am preaching tomorrow night at six. Who is that? I am Dr. Marion McKenzie. All right. Father God, we ask you right now to walk with uh, Pastor uh, Reverend uh, McKenzie. Father God, we ask that you lift her up, Father God, that she would let yes, that she would sit down and let it be more of you than it is of her. Father God, that you'll be able to use her in a mighty way to be able to speak a word that will open up people's hearts, minds, and spirits, a prophetic word that should come from your lips under her ear, Father God, that she'll be able to speak a word of change, a word of breakthrough, and and a word to set free those that are being held captive by the things in their lives. Father God, we ask that a healing come out of her spirit tomorrow, Father God, as she manifests your word in the presence of your people. Father God, we thank you for the woman of God. We ask that you pour out a special anointing on her right now that will start operating in her and be in the fullness of what it is by morning set as she goes out to distribute your word. Father God, we thank you. That we know all good and perfect things are done by you, and they shall be operated in her on tomorrow as she represents you in the house of God. Father God, we just ask that you give her increase in all that she does in Jesus' name. And Father God, that you touch the finances that shall be over her tomorrow, Father God, to be able to operate and she will do the things that you have put in place for her to do according to your will and your purpose in our life. We thank you. We praise you for the woman of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Amen. Thank you. And that's Dr. McKenzie? Yes. Okay. Yes. Please write her name down so we can keep her in, in prayer tomorrow when we um, be in the, uh, on the Sunday service. Okay, I have McKenzie. Yeah, Dr. Marion McKenzie. All right. Dr. Yeah. Marion McKenzie. Okay, I have you. Thank so you. Keep on prayer because we have to, you know, that's the thing that, that we, we tend to neglect to do to keep our leaders in prayer, and a lot of our leaders are falling apart because 
they don't have no coverings from the from the people that that are behind them. Mm-hmm. That's this right. Is, this as well as your leaders are praying for y'all, you got to pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. They're covering you. They need your prayers to strengthen them. When they're not strengthening, the adversary will come in the midst and he'll get uh-huh. down. You know what I'm saying? You 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 watch some young preachers that's in their thirties, and by the time they've been at a church for about ten years, they got gray hair. They look just as old, look like they're about fifty. All right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But yet that's because we're not praying for them, and they're fighting battles that ain't even theirs because they have to be in covering over you to fight your battle. Amen. Amen. It go both ways. You got to pray for them. That's for sure. You imagine a pastor that don't have a prayer team or nothing, and he got 5,000 members. Do you know those are 5,000 demons that he got to fight that be battling <laughs> him when he's going to prayer for you? Yeah. Amen. And, and you know with your little old self, when you was a, when, before y'all became leaders, when you was down in the pew, that, that when one demon came against you, it was a battle. But one foul spirit came against you, it was a battle. And you imagine when you got in leadership, now you take on more. And you all right, now. So all I can tell you, whenever you hear someone say they get ready to go minister the word of God, pray for them. Because when they, to, when they go to minister, that's why on our ministry and, and even with uh, Easter, uh, uh, Evangelist Easter's ministry with all of y'all, that she came and I and I and I spoke this over, over to all of them that are in leadership um, that come to my ministry. Always pray for your speaker after they get finished preaching. Amen. Because you believe this, the word that just came out of their mouth, the devil will give me their tax for the And they and they and they need your prayers. They need you to cover them. They need they need to be covered. And strengthen so when that attack comes, that they won't they won't fall faint to whatever comes against them. Amen. The Bible says that we should pray for one another at all times. Anybody else have anything to say? Because you know y'all know y'all getting the no rim carpet. I get on a roll. I'm I'm rolling. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word of God. You cannot. Me, I've been on plane. I've been on plane. I was on a plane going coming from New Mexico into New York. When you, I'm telling this real quick, and I was the only black person on the plane. And I'm sitting there, and I'm reading once my um, a book that I had got about sponsors. I'm reading a book, and this lady next to me started me. And next thing I know, I'm sharing. I started speaking, and of all other white people, that zoomed in to our conversation, and I and I had a big conversation in the little area that I was about the Lord, and me and these white people just talking about God all the way through the landing to the Guardian Airport. So you know, when I get to talking, I'm gonna talk about how good my Jesus is. Yes, He is. He's faithful. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna talk about. Him. If we don't have Amen. anything else, 
Anyone, anyone have anything else they want to talk about before we leave? Or is everybody's hearts and minds good? And I just want to thank God for all that has been said and done tonight. I bless God for what all has been taking place. And you know, for all the is that God took in this line tonight, you know, the, the, the listeners, the new beginners that was on the line tonight, you know, to, um, to take heed of what was said tonight because there was some, there was some great encouragement tonight. And only if you not only just hear the word of God from the woman or the man of God, you know, but you you, um, you apply it to yourselves and and allow it to take root in you and, you know, listen and obey because, you know, yes. m- like I said, much needed is much required. So, you yes. know, in these in these days, you'll find a lot of people telling you something, but you've got to have the word of God in you and God in you oh, yes. to be able to, be able to yes. separate the right from the right. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Amen. Good words. Amen. 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 And that that is so right. Much given, much required. And we all got a requirement on our hands. Amen. It was a blessing. It was a blessing. I've learned more. Blessing us all. Blessing us. He's giving us more and more and more and more. And our requirements are becoming more about how much we must go out and let people know the goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Yes. You know? Anyone Anyone else before we go? I just want to lift up the woman of God. We thank her, uh, our Lady Bulladine Lewis. She really blessed us this evening. And all you other women that added on, that we had a we had an awesome conversation. And, and we so much, you know what I'm saying? And, and what I love about it is when we can share, like the first kids, it's like iron shop and iron. Yes, yes. We're all learning something, you know what I'm saying? And what I love about God and the ministry that God has given me to operate in and, and, and just let it overflow to the other ministries that have been a part of it, we don't have no conflict or no confusion about what anybody says. We all come in agreement. And I love that. Because there's not too many places that you can find where people sit and talk about the word of God without there being someone that wanna to try to act like they know more than others. But I love right, love the spirit that God is on these lines that He has given us that we all just share and we share to grow. Amen. Amen. I don't know about you. I love a place that I can grow. Amen. 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 I don't want to go on nobody's line. I don't want to go on nobody's church. I don't want to go to nobody's Bible study that I'm going to go in and come out the same way I went in. I want Amen. To I came out with something. I want something to meditate. When, I, when we get off this line, I got some stuff I done written down that I want to go study and I want to go read about it. I want to go check out that I know more about what I what I feel I don't really know nothing about. Amen. And there ain't nothing like being able to sit down and, and be able to come home or come off the line and start studying and, and getting more to know God in his work. Amen. 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 Ain't nothing like that. And I just thank all you 
I think the gentlemen that are on the line, even though y'all, some of y'all didn't say nothing, y'all are quiet. I thank all you women for coming tonight, and um, we're going to go on and close out. Again, we thank uh, Lady Willardine Lewis for yes. coming and being my guest. We thank you for the poems that she shared with us. Yes, they were beautiful. Awesome. They were beautiful and awesome, and we just thank God for and again, uh, um, I'm not going to try to call out everybody else's name because I might miss somebody, but we thank everyone that has been with us and, and, and spoke tonight for your words were felt and your words were received in a mighty and powerful way that it touched somebody on the line someplace, somewhere tonight. And you can thank God for that. And Amen. With that, and with that, we're going to go on and close out. We ask y'all to do join us tomorrow at 4 o'clock on that other number, that 712 number, as we will be having Sunday service at 4 o'clock. And we're going to keep the uh, Reverend in prayer as she goes and gives the word tomorrow on in God's sanctuary. And with that, amen. Father God, we thank you for all those that are here, all those that had an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church this evening. Father God, Father God, we thank you for all that you have done in their lives and all that you shall do. But Father God, we come to ask you right now to look over them, Father God, in a mighty and powerful way, Father God. Cover them in those places that they need to be covered, Father God. Father God, fill them wherever the void in their life, Father God. Increase them wherever the finances need to be increased, Father God. Father God, we also ask that you pour out a healing on them, that they should be healed from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, that they should Jesus. be healed body, soul, and spirit. Father God, we also ask you to stretch out your holy but precious hand and cover their household, cover their children and their children Jesus. and their grandchildren, Father God. We ask you to cover them in a mighty way, Father God. In a mighty way, God. That they, that they do, oh. Father God. And, Father God, we ask that you strengthen the home, Father God. That Jesus. That no weapon formed against the home shall prosper. Mm. And, Father God, that every tongue that's lifted up against anyone in the household shall be condemned. Father God, we mm. ask cover them in all the places that they need to be covered, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for allowing them to come and hear your word. Let your word increase in them in a mighty way that wherever they walk, that they bring about a change because that's what your son did. Wherever Jesus went, he brought about a change. Father God, we ask that the power of change be... be oh, Jesus. Into their soul. Oh, thank you, Lord. Name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right, Jesus. That, the that somebody touch somebody. Oh, my God. And somebody be lifted up, Father God. We Jesus, thank you. And we decree and declare the words that have been Jesus. tonight. That over everyone that's on the, at the sound of my voice, that I hear oh. words, Father God. Thank you, Lord. That, that a powerful blessing poured out on them and a mighty and thank powerful you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you
Jesus, thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, thank you, God. Yes, Lord.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.